I'm Tatiana Antonelli Abella, founder of Goombook, and you're listening to Forward Talks, conversations that matter. This is a bonus episode continuing my conversation with Tenzi Dalam, Managing Director at Earth Matters, as we close out our special series on COP28 in partnership with MasterCard and with the support of the Dubai Government Media Office. If you haven't heard part one, where we talk about the outcomes of COP28, you'll find that in your podcast app right before this one. On this bonus episode, Tanzi tells me about his experience with youth at COP28, and we share our thoughts on how to involve and educate the next generation to be more involved in climate action. I think what was great to see at this COP was the green zone being flooded by youth, by students, by individuals coming to learn more uh, about uh, energy transition, about innovations, and all the pavilions were filled with visitors. And I feel the role of COP to, you know, really engage with the wider community on how they can change their behavior and, and, and be part of the action is um is fundamental no definitely and you know uh, on the 11th of december this is the first day after the school bro schools broke up for the for the festive holidays i am um, i don't know if it was foolish but i felt tired from it but um i took out a group of friends and their kids to cop we did a little tour of the green zone and um kids all ages my kids were there it was aged between kind of eight nine to like 16, 17 year olds with their parents. So it was a group of like 40 of us. And I felt like a tour guide. I had to like <laughs> wave stuff in the air to get them moving and, and made a little itinerary around the green zone. And I don't know if you went to the escape room. Did yes. you do the, the WWF escape room? I thought that was really fun. And poor um, ladies uh, who was kind of running that they suddenly looked really scared that there was a group of 40 kids descending on them to go into the escape room wow and bless them they did great and the kids were really excited about getting involved there and they came out going yes, we escaped in 10 seconds we solved it and um you know filling in like and that was like real engagement and education in action with kids there was a lot of cool stuff happening for them there's a lot of walking yeah. as well and you know i feel like health wise it was good as well to do a so get I'm your steps walking, in finally <laughs> and, yeah. and the kids um i mean it was interesting asking you know one of the things i did for the, all the kids at the beginning i did a little talk for them and i just asked them, well who knows what is a cop and um there was a 10 year old boy who answered it really well oh. and um i was like okay learning good stuff at school um but getting them to understand the significance of why this is important for them was missing i felt and it was only through you know they know obviously about climate change and how it's impacting people but what it means for them as they grow up and how the world might be different for them you know it's a message of hope and fear it's a bit of both because we are in an uncertain period right now of how quickly will that transition happen to clean energy to net zero um, is it going to be fast enough to avert the worst impacts or are they going to live in a world where the worst impacts are happening and we eventually get to net zero due to loads of offsets in the last 10 years before 2050, you know? So there's, they may face a very different world. And it was, I found it, I mean, to a 10 year old, I found it hard to actually, I don't know if this is 
bad to say it this way, to be fully honest about how bad the impacts could be, because I didn't want them to feel disempowered by it. I kind of focus more on, okay, well, there might be really cool opportunities for you to work in an area instead of thinking, how do I go to space? How do I, you know, how do, leave this planet? Yeah, yeah. How do I create kind of um, nuclear fusion that doesn't create any waste and that solves all of our energy problems, for example? You know, how do I create the next type of battery that doesn't require lithium or other rare earth minerals that's scaled up? You know, how do I, so it's, Things like that that appeal to like a budding engineer or a scientist or, um, you know, who, but I couldn't bring myself to say, well, what if sea levels rise by nine meters because Greenland and the West Antarctic ice sheet are going to melt by the time you're my age. I, I couldn't say that. By personal uh, I experience, know, I would tell you n not to say that yeah. just because it's like, when you go to the movies, right? Yeah. You have some movies that can be seen up to 10 years old, 13 yeah. years old. You have the PG. <laughs> yeah, true. And I think we need to consider climate education that is the same way. Mm. Um, we need to make sure we give the right amount of information at the right age yeah. because there is uh, a phenomenon called um, climate eco-anxiety yeah. where you have youth being really depressed and feeling powerless where they don't see themselves playing any role or having any possibility of a future. I've heard young kids here in the UAE saying they don't want to have children um, because uh, not mainly because they don't want but they don't think it should be a right thing to do to have children. This is quite uh, important i would say um and and we need to address it so definitely i think there's a, a level of of how we communicate on it i feel the uae has done a great move by uh including a, a green curriculum in schools that not only is addressed to the students but also to the teachers and when we talk about education i think it's important to talk about education for all not for the youth only um because we You, mm. I, our generation still has a lot to do in terms of decision-making. Mm. We can do a lot and it would be unfair to ask a 10-year-old to, to do something because he's still in school, he needs to enjoy that. Mm -hmm. It's important for his well-being, for his mental health. So let's educate the people who at the moment are in the position to actually do something. Um, this cop had the first ever... Uh, education, Green Education Hub. Mm. We were part of it as Goombook. We had three stands there and we saw over 56,000 people visiting. It was so great to have to, you know, talk about the desert environment, mangroves, the role of sequestration, coastal protection, talk about pollinators to not only young students, but also their parents, their teachers and, and adults coming in. And, and learning. And, and there's an appetite. People want to know more. And I think that's the empowering part of, of education. From our side, we are very grateful for the Ministry of uh, Education uh, for engaging with us and other incredible you know, social enterprises and organizations. We work a lot with uh, Abdul Al-Gurair Foundation. Uh, we have two programs. One is about greening communities all over the UAE. We organize events that are free to attend for any age. It's really for the community. And another one specifically for students called Taqween, and it's in Arabic. So again, trying to you know overcome the 
the challenge of language to try to give this education also in Arabic. So things are happening and 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 the education is there. So it's it's about making sure this happens at a global mm. uh, level um, as well. Um, but I I will consider you the next time I will. <laughs> Go to a green yeah. event for to be a guide for everyone and 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 and, and explain <laughs> yeah. what it means because I felt it was somehow missing at, yeah. in the green zone for someone to guide you through all right. that content and all those pavilions because it was a lot. Yeah, I don't know if I can be a tour guide in my next career, <laughs> but um, I think there are other people better at doing that. But when it comes to talking to the right age. Kind of your audience, knowing your audience is important, but kids can surprise you with their questions yeah. as well. Yeah. And I, I'm not one for sugarcoating it. Like my kids, if they ask me, well, why is that happening? I kind of just quite answer it. Rage 10 and 8. But I, you know, um, so if they do ask, why isn't it happening? You know, they do ask me questions like, why isn't renewable energy happening as quickly as we need it to? Why is the world still using more oil and gas? And I explain it because there's lots of businesses who make money from it. And when a business makes money from it, they want to keep making money from it because that's what they're used to making money from. So if you're an oil and gas company, you've shown your shareholders you can make record profits in the last two years. Why uh, not? To transition, get them to transition away from that good thing is going to be a challenge. Now they've signed up to this now. Countries have signed up to it. Is that going to happen fast enough? That's the big thing. You know, it needs to be tracked. It needs regulation. It needs investment. It needs, yeah, a whole host of areas. So, um, but yeah, sorry, I've changed the topic, but I think it's also about being real with kids as well, I feel. Well, they are the ones who yeah. would demand for change, right? Yeah. And that's maybe also one of the bigger, biggest trigger to the large corporations to finally have millions of people around the world asking them to change yeah rather than just a few activists yes true yeah well, well you know i'm hopeful you know the kids and the education that they're getting in this country that they'll they'll um you know it's a very multicultural place here yeah and you know and even i'll just go back to that tour you know we had kids from all over the world on this tour and you know, from different schools and it was just because they were friends and some of them are colleagues and so you know and they brought their you know and there were multicultural families brought together around the cop and that's like a mini cop in itself to have that mixture of cultures and in the uae we're lucky to have that um that dialogue needs to happen and keep happening yeah. so it's good that you've you're working on this kind of green education program with the ministry of education because we need to see that being translated through to the curriculum and how, you know, STEM is taught, you know, um, text in English, if they're learning English at school, you know, are there eco kind of um, books that they can read as part of their kind of studies? You know, it doesn't have to be something that requires a specific strand of curriculum. It's how you mainstream it through the curriculum that's important. I think there's also a very strong signal, the fact yeah. that the Undersecretary of the Ministry of Education has actually become our new Yep. Minister of Climate Change and Environment, I think is a strong sign of wanting to bring and and and, and grow the aspect of education within 
climate change and environment and to bring the educational aspect. So I really liked yeah. to see Her Excellency Dr. Amna coming on board as the new minister. Yeah, that's great to see, actually. Um, I haven't met her personally. So, um, you know, obviously the, those ministers always change. So the past minister, Her Excellency Mariam, did a great job in, in that role. But we, yeah, I look forward to seeing how Dr. Amna brings her own personal kind of flavor to climate action here and environment because her portfolio is bigger than just climate. We have a lot of things to yeah. look forward to. <laughs> and there's a youth champion. That's the UAE Innovator, the youth climate yeah. champion, didn't it? So hopefully that's something that the COPs will continue. Yeah. You know, I'd love to see one day one of these, you know, a plenary where the countries have a youth person who is the spokesperson <laughs> for the countries in these plenaries at the COP. That would be amazing. Yeah. And, you know, just run it by youth, what they feel is, you know, if that GST text was run by a little youth panel, what would they think about it? Yeah. Can that feedback be taken on mandatorily? You know, you have age 10 upwards in that youth panel. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? 10 to 18 years old and give them a chance to scrutinize the text and provide their feedback. Maybe pretty different. They have a stake. They do. You know, don't they? So... Who knows? But uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Tanzit. Um, it's been such a pleasure. And I could continue talking with yeah, you really for another hour easily. Uh, I've learned a lot. So I really appreciate your time. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, do another one uh, soon. But um, good luck with your work. And uh, we really hope to to see a lot of positive things coming uh, for the UAE and for for the rest of the world. Great, right. thanks year. so much, Tatiana. It's really good. And um, yeah, I mean, we at Earth Matters are ready to support any organization who's wanting to take a positive step in this direction. We do our best to support you. As thanks. always. Yeah. Thank you, Tanzid. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for joining me today for this bonus episode with Tanzid Alam and our final episode of our COP28 series. Forward Talk is brought to you by Goombook in partnership with MasterCard and with the support of the Dubai Government Media Office. I'm Tatiana Antonelia Beya and this episode was produced by Anurada Bhattacharya, Samantha K. Ruz and Shirak Disei. See you again soon. Thank you.